Harvey Marcelin, a trans woman, has been arrested for the murder of Susan Layden. Harvey is 83 years old and has already served 50 years in prison for the murders of two other women. Hey everybody, welcome to True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. I'm Christy Brower, here with my sister, co-host, and partner in crime, Katie Weaver. Hey Katie. Hello. How's it going? Oh, it's good. I'm just, I, I'm babysitting the grand dogs for a couple of days, so we're just, oh. uh, you know, our dogs are constantly looking for places to not have to play with them. <laughs> <laughs> they were so cute. The Shih Tzu and a Shih Tzu Chihuahua mix. Uh, and they're both just one or two years old. They're still puppies in a lot of ways. And they have got energy to spare. So it's good practice for my dogs, you know, who are getting puppy brothers soon. But right. yeah, they're both uh, sneaking in my office with me and stuff like that. Because they're like, I can't play for another minute. <laughs> <laughs> I need a nap. <laughs> Not enough. Yeah. How are you? Uh, I'm hanging in there. I'm a little hoarse, so... Sorry for the uh, sultry voice, but oh. uh, other than that, I'm good. I'm just, uh, well, I was going to get ready for this. Say, of course, of course. <laughs> yeah. You, you, you <laughs> are, are you ready for this episode? Because, <laughs> you know, sometimes uh, our additional segments are kind of funnier parts of crime, weird shit. Not yeah. today. Uh, this is a heavy episode. I'm going to just tell you guys that right now. And if it you kind of is, yeah, it, it is. And, and true, true crimers, I think will uh, be very interested in all three of our segments tonight or today, but I, it's a big one. It is. I've been down mm. the rabbit hole for hours. I'm sure you have too. Oh yeah, I have. Well, why don't we just get her started? Okay. Uh, I know you have a missing person spotlight for us. I do. Alrighty. I want to talk to you about a missing persons case out of Fernley, Nevada. Let me show you her picture. This beautiful young lady went missing just a couple of weeks ago, and I want to tell you all about her. Her name is Naomi Irion, and Naomi's 18, and Naomi works at Panasonic. And Panasonic apparently has a parking lot right next to the Walmart in their town where they shuttle people. So you park there and the shuttle bus picks you up and takes you to work. So not last Saturday, but the Saturday before. I want to make sure I get that date right. Uh, let's see. That was, I believe that was the 12th of March. Yeah. She uh, went to work at, she had to she was, had to be there at 5 a.m., so she had to be there really early. So at 5 a.m., uh, well, at 5 a.m., she bought an energy drink at a gas station near their house, and that's the last time that she used her bank account, but there is some CC footage of her purchasing her drink. Here she is purchasing her drink, so we know she was wearing a blue Panasonic shirt and mm -hmm. looks like jeans and a long gray sweater at the time. Yeah. And then she... 
drove to the parking lot where she meets the uh, the shuttle and waited. And she always parked in the same spot and she always gets there a little bit early because she her family said she hates being late and she likes to, you know, hang out on her phone with friends and stuff before she has to go in. Mm-hmm. Uh, this lovely girl has got seven siblings and some of her mm-hmm. family members actually live in South Africa. Oh, okay. So she's kind of got people spread out all over. Well, that's the last we know. She lives with her brother, her brother Casey, and she didn't come home that night, but he didn't realize it because they have really alternating schedules. She would have worked that day, gotten home fairly late, gotten up and gone to work the next morning. So by Sunday night, he hadn't seen her or heard from her. And he went, wait a second. Okay, something's wrong. And he couldn't get a hold of her on the phone. He started calling family and friends and work and work said she hasn't been here. We haven't seen her since she should come in Saturday. Wow. So now something is wrong. Yeah. So he calls the police and he goes to Walmart and asks to see their CCTV and they pull it up. And what he sees scares the ever living hell out of him. Oh no. It is someone forcing their way into Naomi's car with her. Oh no. On the driver's side, they approach the door and uh, do or say something that triggers her to scoot over into the driver's or the passenger seat. And they drive away in her car with her in it. Oh, carjacked or kidnapped or something then. Mm-hmm. And her car. So this is the person. This is the person. And you can see in this picture, her car's over here in the parking lot. Mm -hmm. Um, This is some of the footage that they have. And then her car turns up a day or two later uh, in a Sherwin-Williams factory parking lot Mm. that is in more of an industrial part of town. Mm -hmm. They actually have a suspected vehicle, and it is a dark uh, Chevy Silverado uh, 2021 or newer. Wow, like a king cab, too. Mm Mm-hmm. And so that is all they know. They've got people searching the area. Uh, the family is flying in. They're all trying to get here to help and and search for her. But uh, she's just vanished. Mm. She's not used her social media in any way. Uh, her phone was in the car and it's gone. But... Uh, None of her accounts have been used that we're aware of. Now, of course, uh, luckily, this case has gotten quite a bit of media attention. There's FBI on the case. Like, it's getting its due diligence, without mm-hmm. a doubt. I've seen, kind of seen it all over the place in the last mm-hmm. few days. Yeah. So, and there's a press release in the morning, a press conference uh, uh, on Tuesday morning with the Lyon County uh, Sheriff's Office. So we'll watch that and we'll definitely update this case on Wednesday night in case updates. But Mm -hmm. as of right now, there have been many foot searches on the desert around that area. I mean, this is Nevada outside of Reno. Oh, man. Vast. Nothing out there. No, vast desert. Dangerous desert. Yeah. So they've done quite a few searches. Like I said, they're doing everything they can to find her. But as of this point, she has just vanished without a trace. So now you have seen her face. I'm going to show you one more time. 
This is her without makeup on. Her sister has shared several TikToks and she felt like it was important to see her in all ways, you know, mm -hmm. so that we have a good sense. Well, of and her hair is darker in some images. Yeah. Like. Yeah, it does. So this is again, Naomi. So now, you know, so anyone who lives in Nevada, Idaho, Utah, you know, Arizona, right in this area, I think we mm -hmm. are the ones that should be keeping our eyes peeled for sure. For Naomi, because uh, we don't know. No, so no. sending all the love to her family and her friends and hoping that law enforcement is able to use her digitals and things and, and everything else that they've found. There's been a lot of CCTV in the area that they've gotten some things off of. And it'll be interesting to see what uh, the Lyon County Sheriff's Office has to say on mm -hmm. Tuesday. And we'll definitely watch for that. So for that's sure. what I've got. So, Christy, I'm going to kick the uh, mic back over to you for our main case. Okay. Our main case today is one that, uh, well, this has been actually requested um, by several of you, and it's one that um, we had looked at. Uh, it's a little bit of a sensitive one, and so we wanted yeah. to, I wanted to be really clear and understand the situation. This is um, what is now being called um, Harvey Marcelin, who is a trans woman, mm -hmm. is now being uh, referred to as a serial killer. In New York City. Mm -hmm. uh, Harvey is in police custody now. Yeah. But let me tell you a little a bit about Harvey. Because Harvey has quite a history. Yeah. Wow. So Harvey is 83 years old right now. Yeah. Let me show you a picture of her. Let's see here. Oh. There we go. This is Harvey. Harvey has already served 50 years of prison in her lifetime. Yeah. So on April 18th of 1963, uh, Harvey shot her girlfriend, Jacqueline Bonds, uh, mm -hmm. three times inside their apartment. This was in, ha this was in Harlem. Um, earlier that year, she had also been arrested for illegal gambling and attempted rape. But the rape case was dropped because the victim didn't show up in court. No. So uh, Harvey was sentenced to 20 years to life for the murder of uh, Jacqueline Bonds. Wow. And was paroled in 1984. So served 20 years. And then was paroled on lifetime parole. So would be, you know, reporting to a parole officer for life. Mm -hmm. at that sure. Point. Um, so after being released in 1984, um, she stabbed another girlfriend. This was Anna Lara Serrera Miranda. Holy shit. Yeah. Um, cut her body up. And put it in a bag and dumped it on the streets near Central Park. Oh. So Harvey was, yeah, was arrested in 1986 and convicted of manslaughter. Wait, that happened in 84? Yeah. And she wasn't arrested until 86? Yep. Wow. Yeah. It took him a while to uh, put that all together. Um, 
So she has been diagnosed with schizoid personality with sociopathic features, um, but had not has not ever been deemed criminally insane. Mm-hmm. So she went back to prison where she uh, applied for parole over and over again. In one of those uh, parole hearings, she said she had problems with women. <laughs> that would be the understatement of the century. Yeah. Um, in 1997, she accused the parole board of um, discrimination because the parole board was an all-female parole board and they denied her parole. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. yeah. So she was released from prison in 2019. And until just recently when uh, something new occurred. Oh, dear God. So a week or so ago, some body parts started turning up in New York City. There was a female torso found in a shopping cart. Oh. And uh, then... There was a severed human leg found a few days later. Can you imagine the trauma? No. Finding something like this? Finding this stuff, right? I don't know if I'd ever recover. This is horrifying. Right. There's also surveillance video, and I chose not to show this because I just, we don't need to see it. Um, Harvey was in a store in a... Um, an electric wheelchair, which I, I don't actually know why, because Harvey walks just fine. But, um, and when Harvey stands up, you can see that she was sitting on a human leg that was like wrapped in a piece of plastic. Oh my God. Yeah. So they've now discovered the majority of the body, including the head of Susan Layden. And that head was found in... Harvey Marcelin's apartment. Uh-huh. Um, they've also have quite a bit of surveillance video actually showing her dumping body parts. Just around the neighborhood. Just yeah, really just sort of randomly around the neighborhood. What the hell? Right. God. Right. Poor victim's family. Now the victim was mm-hmm. her neighbor, isn't that correct? Yeah, they knew each other. Uh-huh. And um so at one point they find there's there's surveillance showing her, showing Susan going in to Harvey's building, pulling like a roller bag that had that had a flower design on it. Hmm. And then there is no surveillance of Susan ever leaving the building. Oh. And there is surveillance of Harvey leaving the building. With the roller bag. Of course. Okay. And it's believed that the roller bag is actually what held Susan's torso. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, I think that the uh, legal system has tried real damn hard to keep Harvey off the street. Um, I don't know. I think after you've murdered two people, you should never be on the street just again. You should never get out. But the problem was that the second murder, she was only convicted of manslaughter. Right. And so they couldn't hold her for life on that. Yeah. 
So at this point, um, you know, they have all kinds of evidence and sure, you know, they will truly go away for life now, but yes, definitely. Um, and there's, I don't understand why her parole wasn't just violated. She's on lifetime parole. Why wasn't her parole violated? The se- um, in the second murder i i don't know a lot of it doesn't make sense but yeah. you know i mean she has served 50 years in prison and um, has true. still come out to kill again this right. is definitely a person that needs to be off yes. the streets criminally insane indeed ever wow yeah oh that so just they makes have... me sick for the victim's family i know this is how their uh family member died and how their body parts were distributed like my right. god and one of the her horror. arms is still missing Oh, no. They have the whole body except for one arm now. It's just terrible. It's just awful. So, um, you know, they, a lot of, a lot of the news and some of what I've seen from the police also, the prosecutor are calling Harvey a serial killer, which, you know, I I think at this point she does qualify. Well, she's killed three that she's been caught for. Right. That she's been caught for. We don't know. You know, what else has gone on? Because she's been out of prison since 2019. So Mm -hmm. were there other things that happened? You know, the other time before she went in the first time. Right. There there are certainly questions. There Mm -hmm. are certainly questions. But at this point, Harvey is in police custody and is not going anywhere. And we'll just kind of keep an eye on it. It's an unusual situation. Mm -hmm. You know, 83-year-old people don't normally murder people no. i mean that's just not a thing not usually of course can we just can we just reiterate two things a if you come on this video and say anti-trans stuff we will delete you and block you as fast as our fingers can we fly absolutely will and b this didn't happen because harvey is trans this happened no. because harvey is crazy right harvey is a psychopath yeah and psychopaths come in all sexual orientations and gender mm-hmm. identities and mm-hmm. and yeah the, the, we did have a little hesitation about covering this for that very reason but yes There's absolutely so much trans hate in our not... country as it is right now we just yeah. almost didn't want to do this case but it deserves this case deserves the light of day and frankly mm-hmm. poor susan deserves you know her story to be told right for sure for sure but yes absolutely um you know harvey's Gender identity has nothing to do with Harvey being a psychopath, no. <laughs> but, but Harvey is a psychopath. So we were really will... interested to know more about Harvey's upbringing. Right. And there's hardly anything I couldn't find really. And, and I could not find if Harvey has been, has identified a different name. The only name I can find is Harvey. Yeah. And so I, I looked for that too. I was confused if the name was misgendering or. Or, you know, dead naming, or if it's I don't not, think it seems so. to be the only thing she goes by. Yeah. Um, hopefully, here's my hope. Because in true crime, one of our objectives always is to try to understand right. why people do the things they do. It is right. my hope that once Harvey is, uh, you know, back behind bars for good again, that just maybe an awesome reporter can befriend her and get her life story. Mm-hmm. It would be fascinating to know what her upbringing was like. I'd love to know all of those things. Sometimes it has a bearing on who people turn out to be, and sometimes it doesn't. But it's always interesting to know. It is. It is. And I wanted to know uh, before reporting on this case, but there's just nothing Mm -hmm. that I can find that gives much history at all. 
but we will certainly be updating this case on our Wednesday night update shows and yeah. we'll just sort of let you know what happens. Yeah. Um, you know, much love to Susan's family and to the families of the other two victims. And, mm -hmm. you know, I think for now, at least Harvey's probably not going to be getting out again, which yeah. is definitely that the way definitely needs to, to happen. Yeah. Yeah. All okay. right. Well, I know you have an MMIW case for us. I do. Yep. I want to introduce you to Raquel. She is a Lakota Ojibwe. Uh, she is someone who was murdered. She is one of those MMIW cases that we talk about. And the story behind her case is just unfathomable to me that it, these things are happening here. She was murdered. <clears throat> pardon me. She lived on the Turtle Mountain uh, Reservation. And she had been married, I believe, in 2012 and had six children. And her husband uh, became really abusive with her and the kids, uh, it sounds like, in multiple ways. Mm -hmm. And eventually uh, was arrested and is incarcerated for that. And after he was arrested and, and went to jail and was in the process of going to trial, it sounds like uh, because of COVID, things you know kept getting pushed back and whatnot. Uh, she was... And this happened in February, mid-February 2021. She was at her home. She had just gotten, finally gotten um, a double white that she was really, really proud of and excited about to have a good home for her kids. Mm -hmm. uh, it was very near her in-laws, uh, the, the grandmother of her her husband and her, I think, ex-husband at that point or, you know, estranged husband. And, you know, things were kind of looking up. She Things were better for the kids and for her, and they had a home, and things were getting better. Well, uh, unfortunately, she was found in her home unresponsive, and emergency services were called. And she, when law enforcement got there, they discovered a extension cord wrapped around her neck multiple times and pretty immediately tried to call it a suicide. Uh, mm -hmm. she oh, got to <laughs> that makes me so mad <laughs> they got to the hospital uh, and immediately she was in ICU and was essentially brain dead she had been without oxygen for too long um, the problem with the idea that this was a suicide is that she was beat to hell she had a black eye all of her fingernails were broken she was oh. bloody she had been fighting. Obviously, she had been putting up a fight. And right. then, of course, she had the ligature Broken fingernails trying neck. to get that cord. Yeah. Off her neck. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, yes. So, of course, her family, you know, swoops up her kids and are taking care of them. They keep her alive on life support for several days while they uh, find people who need her organs. And she manages, uh, you know, in her death, she saved the lives of three other women with mm -hmm. her organs. But something unfathomable happened while she was dying. 
Mm. You know, because this took a little bit of time. And then she, of course, had an autopsy. And the medical examiner did rule her death a homicide. Mm-hmm. Well, the first thing that happened is her home was looted. Oh. And a good deal of her belongings were stolen. And then, no shit, her home was stolen. It's gone. <laughs> no crime scene. There isn't one. The house was removed. Holy shit. Was it still on wheels? I'm assuming it was. I mean, that's not. And it's a double wide. Like, usually Mm -hmm. they don't get transported in one piece. Right? Wow. Unless the people who took it just happened to have that kind of equipment. Well, right. I mean, I guess if you move trailer houses for a living... Hey, police, there's a lead for you. Where the whole thing was still on wheels, and I don't know. But Mm -hmm. literally, her six kids lost everything they had. Because not only did they lose their mother, all of their belongings were stolen with that house. Holy shit. And so it has put her family in a terrible state of, you know, trying to take care of these kids and replace everything that they had, as well as bury their mother. And there has been, like, nothing. Unfortunately, it feels like maybe there's some corruption within uh, the tribal community in this case. Mm. Uh, It feels to me like maybe her husband's family or a strange husband's family have a little too much pull around there. But literally, the entire crime scene was stolen. How the hell did just get away with stealing a house? And where is it? God, where is it? Where is it? Houses don't just vanish. Did they burn it down somewhere? That's my thought. They took it somewhere else and torched it. But Mm -hmm. at any rate, uh, her family has desperately tried for the last year to get something going. uh, And to get an investigation going. And they have had very little luck. And they also discovered after she died that in the course of... uh, turning her husband in and him getting arrested that the FBI agent that was assigned to her case was really belligerent and abusive with her. And he's the same guy that was called out on her murder. (sighs) They just really wanted to just call it a suicide and call it a day, but her family has not shut up about it. There's quite a few TikToks out there. Um, I want to put her name up again, but they have in the TikToks and the many, uh, Facebook posts and things I've read this afternoon, they uh, call her Kiki more often than not, but her name is actually Raquel. Okay. But she went by Kiki, apparently. Yeah, they called her Kiki. Yeah. Yep. So that's what we know. I mean, it's there's not much to go on, unfortunately. It's There's very little to say, except for that this is what happened. And frankly, I just feel like this case deserved to have the light of day. Absolutely, it does. My God, yeah. poor kids. And her family, and family. deserves to have this uh, this case, uh, you know, investigated. So her name is Raquel Lecompte. Okay. I feel like I want to say her whole name in case you guys are curious. Uh, Raquel Lecompte. Okay. Yep. So obviously there needs to be more pressure on the FBI to take a harder look at this case. Uh 
I mean, it's horrifying to think that the entire crime scene was just stolen away. How was anyone allowed in that, in that house at all? Right. How was Why was anyone it, allowed into that house? It obviously wasn't like being watched and protected no. and treated as a, crime, as a scene. Tri- crime scene. No, because they tried oh, to just shit. call it a suicide. So there was no securing the crime scene until the house was just gone. Then it was just done. That is insane to me, but it is a great illustration of the problems Mm -hmm. with these cases. Mm -hmm. That house should have been under constant surveillance. Yeah. Had an officer there with it and considered Mm -hmm. a crime scene. Well, and processed. I mean, the crime scene should have been processed immediately. Yeah. Immediately. That's what should have happened. Well, and how could they look at her and see that she's beat up and hurt and that she's got those... I worked in domestic violence for a long time. Defensive when you are trying, you'll claw the hell out of yourself Mm -hmm. trying to get something from around your neck, break your fingernails, that kind of Mm -hmm. thing. Anybody with a half Mm -hmm. a brain. Well, she had a black eye too. I mean, come on. She did that to herself. Yeah, she did that. Scratches up and down her arms. Yeah. No, she freaking didn't. Mm -hmm. And I mean, come on, law enforcement paramedics they've seen stuff like that before mm-hmm. well and that house was on the same road as some of her husband's family they didn't see her house get taken right yeah like um no one noticed a house drive away yeah my god there's just there's corruption here yeah, and is. it's horrifying and this is certainly not an isolated case things like this just keep on happening so I wanted to say her name. I wanted you guys to hear her name and see her face because she deserves that. And her kids deserve justice. And her, her mother and her sisters and her cousins that are all so devastated and angry and helpless in this situation, they deserve justice. So yes, do. there you go. That's that's what we know. Wow. Wow. This has been a heavy episode. I'm telling you. <laughs> well, sometimes true crime is like that, right? But the more we know about it, the more we can do about it. That's right. And awareness of MMIW cases is so important. And yeah. awareness of missing people, so important. Yeah. And, of course, you know, doing what we can to try to understand serial killers in order to stop them. Yep. Super important. So yep. that's why we do what we do. A hundred percent. Yeah. Well, this is our Tuesday episode. We will be back on Wednesday with another episode. We'll be back Wednesday night with case updates. But tonight, Tuesday night, Mm -hmm. if you have joined our subscription on uh, YouTube, you are invited to the cold read party. It is tonight at 7 p.m. Mountain. It is a live stream and it is only for people who have joined our our subscription, but it is... uh, a live stream where we invite everybody that's a member to come and then throw a case at us. That's a cold read and we will cold read it um, on the spot. Yeah. So if you haven't joined our uh, subscription, but you would like to go to mm-hmm. our main YouTube channel, you'll see where it says join it's four ninety nine a month and you get to come to the cold read party. It's a lot of fun. We've talked mm-hmm. about a lot of really interesting cases. Yeah. And occasionally you guys cases. bring a case that we're so fascinated with. We bring it to a main case. Uh, yes. Sometimes. So we do. It's 
And all of you guys, you know, we talk to you guys all the time that are like, well, here's something that happened in my hometown or that happened to my cousin or, you know, whatever, that are likely cases we have never heard of, you yeah. know, so we love to hear about them and, and mm -hmm. help you work on them. Yeah. So that is tonight, Tuesday at 7 p.m. Mountain, we'll be doing that. And then, of course, we'll be back Wednesday night and Thursday night for our case updates and the Psychic Hour live streams. So yep. we have lots more great content uh, coming this week, as always. So please be sure to like, subscribe, share, comment. We appreciate all of it as we, uh, you know, just continue to bring you the news in the true crime world. Yep. We are True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. Thanks for being here. Take care.